the difference at Black Today. Check us at blackbargrill.com for details on promotions and special announcements. All right, we're going to tell you about a couple of the promotions uh, at uh, Black. Uh, now, we're, we're participating in the Poutine competition sponsored by the Museum of Work and Culture. And you can stop by uh, Black's on uh, Menden Road and uh, purchase uh, passports if you want to participate in that competition. That's uh, number one from uh, from Black's Bar and Grill. Now let's talk about the... Um, the seafood that they're featuring uh, during the month of, uh, or during the Lenten season, we've got it. Uh, if you enjoy seafood, you'll enjoy our cod dishes, mahi-mahi. Uh, we have swordfish, scallops, uh, shrimps, and clams. And so uh, if uh, you enjoy the Lenten dishes, come on in and enjoy them. We have uh, fish and chips, too. And then the other thing we want to tell you about Black's uh, Bar and Grill uh, is um, that we have Prime Rib and Ladies' Night every Thursday and also Trivia every Thursday. So we've got uh, Trivia with the Wise Guys on Thursday. That's tomorrow. Prime Rib, eighteen ninety nine and Ladies' Night. And, of course, the full menu. Black Bar and Grill on Menden Road in, in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. And uh, thank you uh, so very much uh, for uh, Mike for joining us as one of our sponsors here on WNRI. All right, so that's um, item number one. Another uh, good sponsor here is Alltech from uh, North Attleboro. The name of the business, Alltech Painting. We've been serving the Massachusetts and Rhode Island community with top-notch painting services. We want to be your one-stop shop for interior and exterior painting, plastering, drywall repair, power washing, wood staining, and so much more. And we do all this with the promise of 100% satisfaction using quality materials and the finest product you can be proud of. That's the kind of company we are. Have any questions or want to quote? Call 401-378-7765. All Tech Painting of North Attleboro, ready to serve you at 401-378-7765. Skilled craftsmen, ready to work for you. If you're just joining us here on the Upfront Program, yes, this is the Upfront Program. <laughs> and yes, we will be chatting uh, with the mayor, and uh, she'll be in in a few seconds, um, and we'll uh, talk about city issues. And while we're uh, awaiting her arrival, we catch up with a few of our advertisements at the front end of the program. That way we don't have to break off and do some. And, and so we want to thank our, our good friends um, over at the Honey Shop for being one of our regular uh, sponsors here on the program. I enjoy uh, talking about Kathy and Paul at the Honey Shop because it really has uh, been a business that has morphed into a lot of things. When I first visited the Honey Shop, uh, basically, I uh, was looking for their breathe products and their honey and some of the elixirs that uh, that they had. But as time went on, well, uh, it turned into uh, a place where um, you could get gourmet gift baskets and boxes that you could uh, customize with handcrafted jewelry in there and essential oils and fragrance oils and skincare products and total body health products and supplements and really it's um, quite the um, experience to um, to visit the honey shop and then participate in some of the great uh, shop uh, or workshops that they have 
And uh, we've done that a couple of times already. And you can. There are plenty of them here in the month of March. But for those who want to do a little f- planning further out, I've got the April schedule in front of me. So if you're interested in uh, a cooking workshop on Mediterranean cuisine, uh, that's in early April. Also in early April, um, we'll, you'll learn how to make Italian Easter bread just in front of uh just in front of uh, Easter weekend, Good Friday, and and uh, also Sunday that weekend. Uh, we have pasta making classes at the Honey Shop. And also Asian cooking in your home, how to do it in late April. If you're interested in any of these, of course, you can find the full lineup. Just go to uh, the uh, Honey Shop Facebook page, and there'll be plenty of things in there. Uh, about uh, our upcoming workshops uh, here in March also. So if it's for gourmet foods or health foods or natural remedies, visit our gift shop, The Honey Shop at 1300 Park Avenue in Woonsocket. If you have any questions on what we do or what we have or want to uh, schedule a workshop or something, here's the number 766-1488. That's 766-1488 for... The Honey Shop. All right, I think I can uh, put another one in here. And um, let's see, that's going to be, um, that's going to be which one? i got so many choices. <laughs> Some great sponsors. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I want to do the Roast House, yeah. Let's meet for lunch or dinner at the Roast House. Their menu offers something for everyone. Seafood and chicken, roasts, steaks, and chops. Appetizers and their rotation of the heartiest soups in the area. Open Sunday through Thursday, 1130 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 10 p.m. Now, here are some of the delicious choices awaiting you at the Roast House. Okay, so uh, George and company over at the Roast House... uh, asks us to, in the morning, uh, when we do their advertisement, to uh, promote their luncheons. And um, I have to admit, I've been there a number of times for lunch. I uh, always have the same thing because uh, I have been described as a very boring person. Uh, and uh, But the tuna salad, uh, not, not the tuna salad, no. I don't have that. Uh, where is the one that I do have? Uh, where's the tuna melt? Well, it's on their menu anyway, and I have it all the time. Uh, yeah, that's it. Tuna salad melt. And it's your choice of uh, bread, buttered and grilled, and then stuffed with tuna salad. It's the nice white albacore tuna that I enjoy so much. And then you uh, have your choice of um, American cheese or Swiss cheese. I get Swiss. And then your choice of a side and a deli pickle uh, spear and and that's eight ninety nine for the tuna salad melt. But there are a lot of other things, including uh, buffalo chicken strips and fries. Uh, this is very popular around this time of the year. Corn beef sub melt. Uh, they have the barbecue chicken sandwiches. These are all on the luncheon menu and the haddock tacos, uh, which is lightly breaded fish that is flash fried. It's haddock. And, uh, and it's got the shredded lettuce in there and the black beans and the jack cheese and the cheddar cheese and uh, zesty tartar sauce. The haddock tacos, tacos, they're on the menu 
right there at the Roast House. Pub and Restaurant, 3 Farm Street in Blackstone. If you happen to be uh, in the Pawtucket area, yeah, we have uh, another location in Pawtucket to uh, serve you. All right, we are the Roast House. We're open for lunch, and uh, we'll start our luncheon menu service uh, today at 11.30 this morning. The Roast House, good food right here in Blackstone. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Okay, the panel has uh, convened here on this uh, Wednesday. And uh, we uh, have confirmed that Lisa Baldelli Hunt will be with us. And uh, she uh, usually comes in uh, um, within the next uh, minute or so, uh, unless she's been detained somehow. But uh, whatever it is, um, we'll, uh, we'll get through. And we... The way we usually follow, we have a format here. If I, if I don't have a format, I get lost. And so some of the things that I ask her about, even though she's not a member of the city council, I ask her about city council decisions because, well, well frankly, some of those city council decisions affect uh, how she, uh, she conducts her, her business. And uh, like, for instance, um, the uh, affirmation of uh, the new... Um, new person who is uh, heading the uh, tax assessor office here in Woonsocket. Uh, that needs uh, approval, you know. So um, so we talk about some of the items uh, from the city council agenda, and then some of them are not uh, necessarily related to the council on a day-to-day basis. And we ask her about uh, questions uh, in, in that realm, too. And then we ask her about uh, questions that uh, listeners have, um, have called into the station. And uh, so that's what we'll do as soon as she arrives. And so since she isn't seated in the studio yet, uh, that gives me a chance to uh, take care of another advertisement. And that's going to be for our good friends at uh, Savini's here in Woonsocket. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu. Or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's, perfect for any event. Soup and salad bar now available, and Papa Savini's famous roasted chicken and noodle soup, also available by the 32-ounce jar to take home at Savini's Pomodoro. Yeah, Savini's, and they'll be open uh, today, Today uh, being Wednesday, they'll be open at noontime for uh, lunch, and uh, they'll be open for dinner, and... I love the salad bar. I almost always have it when I go there. And then uh, sometimes add a protein to that. Uh, maybe some some nice uh, haddock or, um, or maybe, um, yeah, I usually have haddock. Anyway, you'll enjoy, uh, or shrimp, you'll enjoy your, um, your dinner and your luncheon at the Savini's Pomodoro. All right, we are on the front program. We're going to chat with uh, the mayor. How are you doing, uh, mayor, today? I'm great. How are you today? I'm good. Good. I put my trash barrels out uh, on time. Uh, 
Yes, you did. And I saw uh, your son taking care of the trash barrels for our neighbor. That's very nice of you. I think that's a nice item. You know? Yeah, he does that. They're nice. They're nice folks. It's All a right, challenging for them. Right, uh, it was just good neighborly, uh, neighborly. Uh, I guess. Um I get a neighborly exchange. Anyway, uh, we have some uh, things uh, to uh, to talk about, uh, but I am a very polite person, so I'm going to permit uh, you to uh, introduce the topic, and then I'll, I'll get to my list uh, because there may be something that you'd like to to talk about. You may want to give me a scoop because I'm a nice uh, nice person, and they uh, they say that I treat you tenderly here on the program and. And that I'm not uh, abrasive and uh, that I should be more confrontational with you. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I what see. do you think of that? Right. Yeah. For, for what? For their benefit? <laughs> for their benefit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, so they don't want you to be a gentleman and uh-huh. just ask pointed, uh-huh. clear, concise questions. Yeah, yeah. They want you to act maybe like them. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. But, but you're I'm, a gentleman. No, I'm not going to do that. That's no, it. no, no, I, I, uh, I think you can get uh, all the information that you need to do uh, to do a, an information program uh, a couple of ways. You can do it nicely and not nicely. Anyway, Correct. anything you want to begin with before we get some uh, just, just a couple of small things, uh-huh. and and if you want me to come earlier on a Wednesday, I can. It's just that I thought if you can make we, it. I can. I mm-hmm. just. Thought we had decided a while ago that you were going to get most of the commercials yeah. in. And ahead that's time, pretty, but pretty much what we're following. Yeah. So you're okay. not late in any way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, although r- I am known to be right. late off. Well, you're right on time for the show. Thank okay. You. All right. I, j- I just want to mention, uh, just because it's so popular, and that is the dog park. Mm-hmm. And what we had done was we were thinking, you know, maybe we'll have a tough winter, can't really plow in that area. So we had closed it. But a press release did go out. And I just want folks to know that the dog park is uh, open. It will open daily from 8 a.m. to dusk. It's open seven days a week. And it will not be open if we get a snowstorm, which requires plowing. Uh, So other than that, bundle up, get out there, and let your dog socialize. And I know that uh, Earth Day is uh, coming up uh, in April. And that's always a pretty big deal here in Woonsocket. So uh, do you have any information on that? Yes, actually. Uh, this used to be basically handled by Mike DeBroyce, who's mm-hmm. now the director of planning. And Liz has picked up on this. So she has her flyer out, and it's Let's Clean Up Woonsocket. Earth Day is Saturday the 22nd. It's from 8 in the morning until noontime. And the t- there are three target areas in the city. Uh, which you can find that on the website. You can give Liz a call if you would like to at 767-9287. And I want to thank her for uh, picking up that task from Mike DeBroyce and also to the different agencies, organizations, families who we will get random calls from folks who are saying we want to do something or our church is looking to do something and then we will give them an, an area to target as well. I think we have a pretty darn clean city for being an urban community. I think so. I, I agree. Uh, I do want to mention something that has, again, something else that's grown in popularity. We have two phenomenal coaches, uh, Coach Briggs and Coach Paskanic, And we started the Mayor's Health and Wellness Club about a year or so ago, maybe going on two years now. And it was a walking club which meets on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at World War II Veterans Memorial Park. You don't have to sign up. 
just show up whenever you want. It's from 8.45 to 9.45, whichever day you'd like to go or all of them. Then there's a new class, relatively new. It's a bands exercise group. Coach Paskanik is certified in teaching that. And that's on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 9 to 10 at the Elks I'll Hall. Yeah. You can continue. I'll get okay. And also, uh, right after uh, the exercise band exercise group ends on uh, Wednesday, but also on Tuesday. So Tuesday and Wednesday is cornhole uh, from 10 to noon. And if you saw in the newspaper, we have some new cornhole boards uh, created by um, one of our locals. And he did a phenomenal job with those. And uh, if you'd like to join, I think they're up to like 40 people right now in, in, that, in that group. But I will turn it over to you. I have some other things, but I'll go back to those later. Okay, so uh, um, I don't know if, uh, how much you want to say about this, but yesterday got a call in asking about the uh, fire chief and whether he has... Uh, resigned from the city of Woonsocket, and uh, Mr. Susie uh, uh, said uh, he might have heard something along those lines, but would like to defer the uh, question to you. Do you want to comment on that? That this that wasn't the first time it showed up. It showed up on a few of the talk shows, so maybe we should uh, clarify whatever there is to be clarified there. Mayor? Sure, sure. So, uh, Paul Chatra is our fire chief, and he will remain our fire chief until he decides he would like to retire. But I, I know there are some people who just have normal curiosity, and then there are others who just can't seem to get out of the political realm of things like, like well, actually, like Jim Kanoya, who had to try to corner a firefighter in the city council meeting and ask, are you our new chief? You know, it's like because we need to stir up controversy in the city because, you know, that's always a good thing for the city, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, not not surprised by that. But Chief Shatra... I have to say he has been, um, when I was elected in 2013, we did not have a a fire chief. We had, uh, the Budget Commission had appointed uh, an interim chief, acting chief, which was uh, Tim Walsh. Incredible person. He is our director of EMA. Uh, I would say he's probably one of the, the most qualified individuals in the state of Rhode Island, if not the top, at least in my estimation. I feel we have the best here in Woonsocket. And he did a fantastic job, but being the chief was, at that time, not something uh, he wanted to uh, look look into becoming. And we opened up the application process, and Paul Shatra was chosen chief and has been the fire chief since my first appointment as a fire chief. And I have to tell you, we have been very fortunate. He is an extremely hard worker. I would love for him to uh, be here as long as I'm here. <laughs> so right now he is still the fire he chief. He is the fire chief. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do these things get started? Well, you gave us a little bit of a clue, uh, but um, it's, it's amazing. But, um, yeah, it is. Like, I, I want to tell some people, get a hobby. Yes. Please, get a hobby. All right, let's move on. Okay. Okay. Um, um, Mr. D'Agostino is not here, but um, I think he was a little bit annoyed with the out-of-town media coverage on the uh, wastewater treatment plant and the Sinegro plant. Um, Dramatic, I think, is uh, maybe overly dramatic is how he described it. But it's still an important issue. It's still a serious issue. And so here, 
a few days after the council meeting. Can you update us? Because I have to say that it has rose to the surface, so to speak, as as one of our local news stories of interest. So, Mayor, would you give us the Wednesday morning update on where we are and where we're going? Or can we reveal where we're going? Is that kind of like something that we have to keep uh, quiet for a while because of strategic reasons? Well, I, I, I do want to touch on a few things because not, not because people are not intelligent, not because... Uh, they wouldn't understand if you explain. It's just because it's not something you're generally thinking about when you wake up in the morning, a wastewater plant or, you know, who's bringing sludge or cake into our city. And But when there's a problem, certainly it's a problem. And there's sometimes confusion as to what component component does what thing. And then again, going back to what we, dis- what we discussed uh, earlier is the fact that people are always looking to, um, you know, create havoc or create stories or, you know, want to be uh, trying to make the administration look bad because that's their goal in life. Actually, that's their hobby. So I I do want us to say a couple of just simple things. There is a wastewater plant which is located basically in the city center of our city. The wastewater plant has been there for decades. It was there, uh, I don't even know, maybe the 1950s, okay? Actually, it's a date I'd like to know. It's not a Lisa Baldelli, um, a a Leo Fontaine, a Susan Minard, a Francis Lankdo, a Charlie Baldelli. It was there long before us. Not a good location as far as a wastewater plant because the wastewater plant is sitting in the center of your city. Your wastewater plant is where your feces and sewerage go, right? But it's there for a reason because the forefathers felt that the way the gravity flowed, that instead of having pumping stations all over the city, that was the location. Then we have our situation with Sinegro which was brought in back in the 1980s after a city council visited a plant, I believe, in Connecticut and came back and thought, this is fantastic, we want this, come hella high water, it's coming to the city of Woonsocket, we have the votes, and we know what votes can do, I lived through that for six years, and the city council brought that in, that was under my Uncle Charlie's administration. Whether he wanted it or not, it made no difference. It was coming. That's where the problem is. It's a problem with a company that is contracted and recontracted under, I think, John Ward was the president. He introduced the legislation for the, for the contract. It has extensions. But here we are now with this what I consider a major problem. And how do you get around it? You get around it, there's one of two ways to get it. There's one of two things that can happen. It either stays or it goes. And that's where we're at right now. So the administration, along with the city council and our five uh, members of our delegation, our reps and our senators, we all met and 
I would say probably for the first time I've seen an entire council, administration, and delegation all on the same page. So we are looking at what our different options are. And when those different options come to us, because we have attorneys and we have engineers, and when that comes to us through Director D'Agostino and he briefs me, we will brief them and we will look to see what direction that we suggest that we go in. Keeping in mind, if they are not there, there is a very, very substantial increase to your sewer bill. But on the flip side, we do not like that smell and that odor, and we don't deserve it, and we don't want it. Now, is there something in between that with the potential of upgraded equipment, receiving funding? I don't want our ratepayers paying for that equipment. Can we get it to a point where we recognize we have a wastewater plant and it's going to smell on occasion? You know what's in there, right? But we also have Sinegro that is the, the, the industry that has created this problem. Not our wastewater plant. So when Jim Kanoya calls and talks about the city spent $44 million on upgrading the wastewater plant and, you know, it's a mess. No, our wastewater plant is one of the best wastewater plants around with the the best quality of output it was upset because of the Sinegro side of things so again misinformation to try to cause problems in a city that you're supposed to love and protect so he needs to stay in his lane doing his number crunching for his company that he works for and he is not in the wastewater industry he's inaccurate Mayor, you said they can stay or go. Um, staying, I understand. You can uh, invest in new equipment. Uh, you can do something. The go part, I don't think you're, you're in much of a position to talk about the strategy of making them go away, except to tell us that if they go away, it's going to cost us something either. It doesn't make any difference whether it's on our tax bill or on our um, sewage bill. It's still money out of our pocket. Correct. Well, what kind of go strategy can you reveal we could uh, pursue if we wanted to get rid of them altogether and, and, and pay out of our pocket to see them go? I will just say I will liken it to a divorce. You can go and separate amicably you can separate not so amicably, uh, but you use different strategies to, each side uses different strategies to get to the point where they're looking to get to. And we will use whatever we need to do to get to a point that we're looking to get to. And finally, um, do you think uh, that it's um, going to go more in that direction? Or do you think uh, that the parties can somehow figure out a solution to keep them here and, and keep the, uh, the odor down? Let, let me just share. Yesterday, I had a meeting with the Rhode Island League of Cities and Towns. And at that meeting, uh, there may have been 15 uh, other leaders from around the community at yesterday's meeting. And I shared with them the impact of this plant on them and some of them were very very well aware of it because they were in a position where their sludge we had stopped taking taking in tankers and then it it impacts them so when you have 
and they were very receptive to to what I had to share with them. And they understood the importance of if needing to invest in this facility, that A, it is not coming from us, and B, if they cannot bring their sludge to Woonsocket, then they're going, one, one municipality was preparing to go to Canada by the end of this week. Others were going more out west, slightly south. So the benefit, I guess you could say, we have is there are so many other municipalities that use this plant that it's beneficial for them to support what we're looking to do as well. So some of those communities are Rhode Island communities. You know, I got the impression that most of the trucks coming in were from Chelsea and Hull, Massachusetts. But there are some communities other than Woonsocket that are that are sending their sludge over to, to Senegro. Definitely. Could you name a couple? Um, well, first of all, let me just say this. 10% of the material there comes from Woonsocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 50%, um, 50% comes from a combination of two contracts, one with New Bedford and one with NBC. So that NBC... That would be the Narragansett Bay Commission, correct. which is Rhode Island-based. Right, uh-huh. which NBC has municipalities from Rhode Island yeah. that fall under the NBC portion of it. I get that now. Okay. okay. I can, uh, I, I follow that. Uh, we have a caller. Let's see if uh, you get some air. If you put on the earphones and you can hear my voice in there without uh, damage to your eardrums, I think we're off to a good start. Can you hear Roger in there? I think I can. You can. Okay. All right. So let's see if somebody has a question, and then we'll get to other matters. We want to welcome our new tax assessor, and we'll uh, chat about that in a few seconds and a few other issues. What would you like to ask a mayor about this morning? Hello? Uh, Not much, actually. Okay. Uh, good morning, Mayor, and uh, good morning, Roger, Steve D'Agostino. Good, good morning, morning, Director. Good morning, sir. How are you? So, We're both I'm good. just going to address the um, the current status of the plant. Sure. And I'll leave the um, financial wranglings and so on and so forth to the Mayor. Um, but the, the current status of the plant is, uh, and we're going to meet every morning at 9 o'clock for the foreseeable future, but... Uh, the latest uh, up information I got this morning was that the plant is uh, is on the mend, if you will, um, and uh, you know the bacteria levels are, are, are looking better and better. And in the interim, we're going to Cinegro uh, is going to bring in some equipment to help um, take the place of their aging infrastructure inside of their facility, and. Um, Jacobs will bring in a piece of equipment that will supplement the GT, gravity thickener, and this will kind of get us through to uh, the point where, you know, the facilities are rehabilitated. So what we have at Citigro is an aging infrastructure, and um, that's, you know, that's no fault of anyone's, actually. I mean, they, you know, like everything, it expires, Okay. And that's what happens here. So it's actually a city facility, but obviously, um, you know, they've been maintaining it through the years, and now it's come to life, and now it needs to be replaced. So that's what I said. We're at a crossroads, really, and the mayor and council will need to decide. And when all the pieces come together, 
um, for the possible solutions, resolutions. We'll put that forward, and they can deliberate. Okay? So that's where we are. The plan is operating well this morning. We started importing sludge again because we do need bacteria in our system. It's complicated. It's, you know, there's a little, there's some chemistry there and biology, but um, we do need bacteria. So sludge is coming in at a, at a much slower pace, and we're going to, that's one of the things we're going to discuss this morning. It has to be monitored, controlled, and um, we're going to also obviously monitor odors and any other type situation. So, Mr. D'Agostino. Very slow step. In listening to you, with DEM and the engineers. Go ahead. In listening to you, uh, it sounds like rehabilitation of the uh, infrastructure over at Cinegro uh, might be a workable plan at this time, uh, with uh, parties agreeing. Well, once we have all that information compiled and we can bring some actual um, factual information to the mayor and the council, mm -hmm. all right. You know, from the engineers and the um, the two vendors. And we hash that all out, then we'll get we'll be in a better position. She'll be in a better mm -hmm. position with the council to make a decision. Okay. Right? But here's here's what I know. Okay, like she said earlier, the plant the wastewater facility it's a great facility. Um, the day I came into my position, um, I was handed a contract and they said, Here you go, we are re you're rehabilitating the, the plant. That was done before me with Fontaine Ward and you know, the, the uh, supporting cast, if you will. So that's done. It's successful. Nothing has ever been done to the Cinegrove side, okay? So in three years, it becomes ours. The, everything in that facility is ours. So we, we, we are at a crossroads. So like everything else here, we will solve that problem as well. I just want to remind people, the previous cast, if you will. Here's what we were handed. No lights. Your roads were like a third world country. We resolved that. Your, your water treatment plant was stalled. We resolved that. You had the highest taxes probably in Rhode Island. She hasn't borrowed a dollar since. Okay? And I can go on and on and on and on. I'll make an argument that I've even made them look good over the past six years. We did. She and I. Along with some good legislation at, from the council periodically. But if there was less bomb throwing and stupidity, it would have turned out a lot better. And quite frankly, I was actually disgusted when, when Ward voted against the, uh, Christine Chamberlain in this new position, a 32-year employee who knows more about that finance department than he'll ever know, okay? And if I didn't think she had worked there, she wouldn't be there. Let me remind him and everybody else, the, the cast, if you will, whatever we did there, the mayor, myself, and supporting council saved money through and through again. So I have no tolerance for clowns. Uh, you know, the removal is over. You know what I mean? Focus on what's good for the city. That's what's good for the city. 
okay? That kind of nonsense drives people like me in a different direction, okay? That's what it does, exactly. That's the kind of rhetoric you don't need. What you need is a supporting body. You don't have to, you know, drink the Kool-Aid or, or do everything, but my God, it's millions and millions of dollars on both sides, water and, and wastewater, and projects galore. If you don't think it needs full-time management, guess what? I got news for you. So, you know, after a while, the nonsense has to come to an end. The removal's over. Mission accomplished. Okay? Move on. Thank you, Steve. That's my message to them. Never mind with mailings, suspicious mailings, and all this other stupidity. That, that does not drive me or, or the mayor away. Trust me. So, let's focus on this issue now. We'll resolve it. We're going to start the facility at Cass Park shortly. And life goes on. Okay? So, if you have any questions, you know where to find me. <laughs> I know the number. Thank you, Steve D'Agostino. Have a good day. All right. So, uh, I think he's put the... Uh, frosting on the cake on that topic for the time being. Do you want a further comment or can I get into uh, because we're running out of time I, I've got a few shotgun issues uh, that I you know, just want some new information on. No, he's absolutely right and it's that kind of foolishness that drags the city down uh, but they listen, the list of characters were longer before and I think if you go back you can see that some of them are actually no longer with us some of them have moved. Uh, I don't know what the reasoning is that they do that. If it's jealousy, if it's because they feel guilt because they sat as elected officials for so long but never were able to come up with creative ways of, of helping the constituents. But, listen, life's too short. Move on. You know, stop your nonsense. New tax assessor. Uh, yes. The guy's a lawyer at the same time. Mm -hmm. I, that helps uh, because a lot of uh, these issues... Uh, might need a, a legal uh, background to uh, to answer. Anyway, uh, how'd you find him? And uh, how, anyway, uh, he's in place right now, right? He's in place. His name is John Pagliarini, Jr. Yes, he is a tax assessor. He is also an attorney. He is also a town planner. Uh, so he brings a variety of expertise. Um, he was in the military. And uh, he has a, a very very long resume he is the kind of attorney that um has was not afraid to work <laughs> so uh we're very pleased to have him and how did i get in touch with him that's the question interestingly sometimes you say i'm invited to a lunch i really don't have time to go but i don't want to say no and the town administrator of lincoln asked some of the mayors and town administrators uh, from throughout the city to meet at a restaurant for lunch. A new restaurant was opening. And we did. And I was sitting beside Brett Smiley, the mayor of, uh, of Providence, and Bob DeSilver and other mayors. And we were, of course, talking about the shortage of employees within City Hall because it's not just one community. There are many. And everyone was throwing out, I need a finance director, I need a tax assessor, I need a building official. And anyway, I said, I need a tax assessor. And he, I said, who is your tax assessor? And 
That's how it started. And he said, I have one. I'm keeping mine. But I do know of one. And fast forward. Here we are. And honestly, I don't think John was actually looking to get hired as a tax assessor. Um, but after a couple of conversations and sharing what the goals are for Winsocket, I think he found it intriguing. And we felt that he was going to be a good fit. Fast forward, here we are today. Opioid funds coming in over $400,000. Just to give you an example, Little Compton's getting 18000 I don't know if there's a relationship between the opioid activity in Woonsocket and how much we get. But anyway, um, uh, that's a, a nice uh, hunk of money. But uh, apparently it, it's going to be used, if we're going to spend it in any way, uh, back on the topic of, of drug rehabilitation or op- opioids. Do I understand that right? Or can you put it into your regular budget and, no. and spend it uh, reduce taxes? No, you can't. You can't. And we shouldn't uh, because there is a crisis across our country, across our state, and across our city. And every city and any city or town that says that they do not have an issue, they are hiding under the covers. Because the, the problem is... Uh, accelerating personally I feel it's accelerating at a pace uh, that law enforcement cannot keep up with and uh, so anyhow uh, I am not convinced that the solicitor and I would need to ask him had the opportunity to read that legislation I believe John Ward uh, drafted it although I'm learning that Jim Kanoya may have had something to do with it as well, uh, which if I learn that, I will share that with the city council, uh, which is troubling to me. Uh, but in the meantime, this is this legislation, I have not digested it, and I will look at it more closely. But I can tell you before this appeared, without any conversation with the administration, um, I was already in talks with... Um, our director of public safety, our chief, our deputy chief, and our vice squad in the city. Because I apologize. That's all right. <laughs> that is right. Ernie Almonte from uh-huh. the league well, that's helping good. us out on something. Um, and so, so we we are very much engaged in what the problems are in the city. And I didn't. I can tell you, I did not get to read that, but I will tell you that. Uh, we have feelings as to how that uh, those funds should be used to have direct impact on individuals who need help. All right. So it will be going in that direction, right? Uh, those funds will be going in that direction. They have to stay within that family. All right. Um, uh, CDBG funds, um, you were uh, trying to get the ball rolling because these uh, the new rescue and the new, uh, the new fire truck that you were talking about, the council meeting, uh, they won't be with us for a couple of years. Apparently, it takes uh, you put your order in, and then you got to wait and wait and wait and wait. So you got to pre-plan your financing on this. Definitely. And how are you doing that? So we are looking to utilize. I try to use CDBG funds in areas that will help the taxpayers. So if we need a rescue and we need an engine, and uh, we we have you know say it's 1.2 million dollars or uh, you know 1.1 million, I don't want that burden on the taxpayers in the city. We want the equipment. We need the fleet. We need to respond to emergencies. But my goal is to try to receive those funds 
either through grants or through CDBG. But if we need a rescue next year or in a year and a half, you have to order it a year to a year and a half ahead of time. And that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. All right. And I, as I remember, you, CDBG funds... Um, Community Development right, Block Grant. Uh, ...can be used um, to pinpoint neighborhoods. And you can say, well, we really need to uh, send the rescue in that neighborhood and therefore help to use the funds from that fund. Right. So, so cer- certain funds need to be targeted in that way when it comes to fire. It's the f- it, it can be used on the fire side as a whole. Uh, CDBG funds cannot be used on the police side of public safety, only on the fire side, but across the city on the fire side, yes. All right. Buildings. Um, during the last campaign and, and before that, we were talking about a new public safety center, uh, relocating maybe City Hall someday, uh, fire state. What, what about your thoughts, any new thoughts on new buildings uh, for the city of Woonsocket? And with some money in the bank, uh, can some of that money from American Rescue Funds be used to fund that kind of project? You thinking about that? Yes, and... You know, I don't want to beat a dead horse on how hard the people in the city in City Hall work. And you can do it. <laughs> but you know, th- really, thank you, thank you to them. And contrary to what you read, we do not have a lot of vacancies. Uh, so that's a, that's another that's another reason why we're trying to change the report for for vacancies because it gives the impression that. Oh, no, you know, nobody wants to work there. You can't hire, et cetera. We, I just want to touch on that for one second, okay, if you don't mind. No, um, I don't mind. Because employees are important and committed employees are important. So we are budgeted for 369 employees. That's across the mayor's office, city clerk, border canvases, library, planning, finance, solicitor, police, fire, public works, which of course is water, wastewater, all across the board. And of the 369 positions, we have 343 positions filled. So we are have a very minimal amount of vacancies. In fact, our vacancy is 16 and a half employees because some positions we have temporaries in there doing the work while the test is being posted and while they're, I mean, while the job is posted, waiting to be tested, waiting for personnel to approve it and that type of thing. So in the end, when you look at the count of vacancies, we have 16 and a half. 16 and a half. That's a 5% vacancy rate. I think that's pretty damn good, considering the stories you hear in front page stories about the vacancies within the city of Woonsocket. But going back to your question, Roger, um, yesterday we applied, or Monday, I apologize, we applied for a grant that would be beneficial in helping us build our public safety facility. $10 million grant. We have another grant we're working on uh, the rest of this week, which is due on Friday, where we will also be looking uh, for grant money to help with that facility. Uh, yesterday, I learned of another grant that's due uh, within a couple of weeks. These are very, 
very time-consuming tasks that uh, we utilize. At times, you're utilizing eight or nine employees, a couple of them working on it all day long, others gathering information from their um, respective departments because we need to incorporate that into the grant. So I, I just want to say, not, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a know-it-all, but I've been in that building for 10 years. I know what we need. And I think the public knows that I watch out for their dollars. I watch out for your tax dollars. We get very creative with how we accomplish things. And the, the, the mere fact that our city is in this condition, which has progressed substantially over the last decade, and we did that and did not borrow one dollar. So how did we advance the city, not lower the tax rate year after year after year? You, you can't get around revaluation. So, you know, you have to deal with that. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. That's the law. And make all these improvements and pay down the debt that was created by others. You see, I look at this job. This is a job. I got up on Monday at 3.30 a.m. because I knew that Susan was leaving for vacation yesterday. I worked from 3.30 in the morning until 9.30 at night. I worked 18 hours on Monday because I'm committed to this. Do you get so, overtime? No. Just checking. <laughs> no overtime. And so when people, people can question anything. They have the right to question it. They should question it. And we should give the answers. But one thing that's troubling is when you know nothing about what goes on. Yet, you tell us we should not um, be adjusting our employees. So, to answer your question, we are looking for funding to help build our public safety facility. And I will continue with the buildings at another time. All right. We just want to get some subject matter from some listeners. Uh, your topic uh, that you'd like to discuss with the mayor today? Can I my headphones? Yes. Hi, I'd like to, um, I'm not even taking any sides. I'm a new resident. I've yep. been one side. Can you get to your topic? Because we're out of time. What do you oh, okay, need? I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. Um, what is the, the regularly scheduled maintenance uh, for the primary, secondary clarifiers and aeration basins at your, your uh, sewer plant? That would be a question for, he wants to know about the technical um, matters uh, concerning the sewage treatment plant. And um, we'll uh, move that question to Mr. D'Agostino because... I, I, I know you don't know the answer to that. No, I don't. Okay. Uh, your question for the mayor, please. I just want to say they're doing a great job. Beautiful. Thank we you. We appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Doing a great job. Thanks for being with us. We'll, uh, we'll talk real soon, uh, Mayor. All right? Okay. Thank All right. you. Matter of fact, at least in two weeks from now. Good day. Bye-bye. This has been WNRI's Upfront. Presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380 WNRI Woonsocket. Is